Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Hey guys. We got lots of folks. Lots and lots. We got Brittany, we got Natalie, John, Bruce, Sam, Bree, David, and we... Just missing Bill. Yeah, that's true. We are back in Proverbs, but today we're talking about work. And we work here, so that's a good thing to talk about. Um, Even as we're speaking, we're, like we're working. This is like yeah. work. Yeah, yeah we want to. You didn't know what well. brought us together. Uh, it's we yeah. work it's here. Work. That's, we this aren't is, just random people no, off the street. No, it's yeah. fun work. Absolutely, it is. Fun work. Yeah. It is. And sometimes, um, if you're talking to folks who love grace, um, there is a kind of like a how do we how do we think of work? When it comes to grace and how do we think of, of our, ourselves as far as what we do for our job or our money? And then how do we think of it as far as how we do it for serving? And so this is another area where we want to understand our why. And we want to understand that our why should really have a lot to do with our what. And our why can even overcome the what that we're doing if we don't love it in the moment. So... One of the verses that we wanted to talk about in Proverbs is verse or chapter 24, verse 27. It says, prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. Yeah, David, you set it up so, so well. Um, Just as we were talking earlier, but the picture of starting with your house and nothing else and making all the amenities and the tchotchkes and the, and the warm light and everything that you would want and the views out of your house, it, it can feel at best self-indulgent if there is not a reason for why that home exists, if there isn't a why, as David was talking about. And so I love what that verse says in 2427, prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, you can build your house. It won't take long to build the house and the memories and the, the, the experiences that'll come with it mm-hmm. will be so beautiful and they will grow out of what you have prepared out in the field. Uh, I just thought, you did a great job explaining that, and I just love it for for us to even think about. Especially I, um, when people get discontent, I, I wonder sometimes if they thought this thing or this place was going to be the answer. Mm-hmm. And they didn't consider, oh, I see, I've got to prepare a life first. Yeah. And then this beautiful home will be an extension for all to enter. Yeah. One of the great things about Proverbs is they're not only overarching principles, which are often true, not always and exclusively true, but they're also very practical. They serve both roles. And so with that, then you also look at this same verse and there are times when this will help you with prioritizing your choices because there are times, uh, not that I was there or have ever sown wheat or corn or anything, <laughs> but there are times where um, you can plant and there are times when you can't. And there are really short windows where you have to plant. And if you didn't, it wouldn't really matter if you had built your house because you're mm-hmm. going to be starving in your nice home with a fire. And so when you look at 
how do I want to make this choice? And it can even be in relationships. Sometimes we prioritize by knowing that there are finite amounts of time to some things. Some things are so important when it comes to repairing a relationship. If someone's coming to the end of their life or there, there are things that if we know that there's only a certain amount of time, then it helps us prioritize because we know that we will have time for a different thing, which is maybe just as important. But God gives us this little insight into, well, here's a practical vision of how to use a proverb. Okay. So, Natalie, I like what you were saying about prepare. And uh, we were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to hear that. I guess on I this will. Verse. I guess I will share. Yes. Thank you so much. I didn't get all those things um, that David and John were talking about, obviously, until I talked about it. But what I got from the verse was the just the first line, prepare your work. Um, when, when I enter into things or when I'm about to start a big project or work on something that's going to take a lot of my time and effort and work, um, I focus on the prep work and that you have to sort of build a foundation or um, do a lot on the front end for the rest to fall into place. Um, that's just what I got from that verse. That's so hard, though. It is. <laughs> I think about really realistic, like really practical things, like some projects I want to do in my actual house, like my physical house. Your actual house. There are so many things that I need to prepare ahead of time and plan and research mm-hmm. and choose and save and all these things before I can do anything. It's like trying to paint a room. Mm -hmm. Painting, it's a tiny amount. And all of the prep work that goes in takes so much time. And then the same with with relationships and with things that aren't as tangible. It's hard to not just want to jump in and just start. But then... It's it's that way with writing. I I just want to write. And someone says, well, you might want to storyboard that and actually create an outline and go, Oh no, no, no. I just want, I just want words to start going on a page and stuff. And so this, this is eminently practical in exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. In verse, uh, chapter 16, verse three, it says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. So we're talking about planning out ahead, but also there's a certain sense of, of again, our why, our planning, but then putting that in God's hands. I don't, I don't think I have quite grasped that concept to the point where I should be the only one who to talk about that. So <laughs> feel free. Yeah. I love what you said about that, Brie, of how you used to see that as a verse that said, well, of course, and everything that you ask for will come to pass, my yeah. friend. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Well, when you read it, 16.3, commit your, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. I was like, well, anything I do for the Lord is going to succeed. It's going to be accomplished. Um, and that's, true in the Lord's plan, Lord's will, but also you are going to hit roadblocks. You are going to fail sometimes, and there are going to be seasons where you're learning, and it's going to be really hard. That doesn't mean that you're failing. That doesn't mean that your work has not been established. The Lord is always working, and um, it just may look differently than we initially anticipated going into that work. Um, But yeah, when I first read it, I was like, well, anything I do, it's going to succeed then, (laughs) because the Lord's on my side. Well, (laughs) yes, but um, His plan is always greater than what I would ever see. That takes a a lot of trust and I feel like we can only go into that healthily if we do believe and understand our new identity because otherwise I would be like well I thought I was doing that Mm -hmm. for the Lord I thought I had committed it to him but maybe I didn't commit it to him enough Hmm. and I didn't Hmm. work hard enough because otherwise then it it would have succeeded Mm -hmm. somehow this is on me and I just didn't 
trust him well enough or work hard enough or mm, so something good. enough. But when we get to know, no, I, I am, I am established in who I am and what the work that the Lord has done. Then we get to have that freedom of being like, I don't know, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to commit it to you. You're going to use it. And that might externally look like a failure or like it gets abandoned or it whatever. But we get to see that as, no, that's still, that's still the Lord's work and he's still using it. Amen. Um, even no, kind of no matter what it looks like. Well, so. Brittany, I think you just pointed out one of the most strategic lies of Satan when it comes to work that he would say, look, look, God's promise to you doesn't work if you don't work or if you don't do it right. So there must be something wrong with you mm-hmm. versus what if I could enjoy working my tail off and know that the, the fruit the outcome is in God's hands and he actually does intend me to enjoy it. Um, and sometimes I won't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, this is resonating with me strongly. Uh, just a little background studying for CPA. So testing is crazy and stressful. Um, and I got my results for one of the tests last week and I didn't pass. And my immediate response was, I'm a failure. I did not study long enough. I didn't work hard enough. I, it was completely in my control. If I would have just done this a little mm-hmm. bit more, if I would have just studied a little harder, or read this material more, then I would have passed like this was in my control. Mm-hmm. And now reading this, I'm like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You worked extremely hard and you did your best what you could have given. And you're working for the Lord and you're giving it to him. It's in his control. He obviously is teaching me a lesson, whether it's maybe I need to focus a little more on this so that I'm not as stressed on these future tests or taking that off of me. Who knows? But it's in his control and I need to give it to him instead of saying, well, no, I could have controlled the results. And so. I love what you said, the difference between, wait, I didn't pass a test does not make me a failure. My person is not a failure. Yeah. Even and though the paper says all caps fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say the, the U-R-E paper, afterwards. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Both are P yeah. words. It's yeah. alliteration. Yeah. But um, God is not opposed to effort. Therefore, grace being of his creation cannot be opposed to effort. And when you look at chapter 31, 13 through 16, it's a lovely verse that says everything about a woman being industrious, sacrificial, intentional, thoughtful, strategic, delayed in her gratification. It says she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the, she is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. And this gives us a vision of what Natalie is talking about. We work so hard with such intentionality, but we, our why mm-hmm. is so much more important than our what, and our why will push us toward our what, and we will provide, and we will be generous. And even back here in Proverbs, we're seeing how God's faithfulness to his graciousness was there. He was putting it in us. So as we talk about work, we really want to have this sense of what is God gifting us in being able to do things in his kingdom? Wouldn't it be so much worse if we didn't get to do anything? Like once we come into grace, like now we literally, we just get shut down. You're not allowed to do anything anymore. That would be terrible. (laughs) Awful. We'd sneak out at night, try to do something. I just want to do some good. Oh, come on. That's one of the reasons that I'm would really like to see faith communities 
churches dedicate, commit um, all kinds of workers in all sorts of um, yes. places in the yes. marketplace. You yes. know, we, we do that for missionaries yes. and maybe pastors. You install pastors, whatever you do. But what about the people that are in public service? What about people in government? What about the people that are in business and professional life? What about those folks that are uh, you have trained hard and are skilled in various places and they are serving as no less in the kingdom yep. than any pastor, any missionary in any country? So I just think it would be fantastic for churches to say, okay, here's seven areas of influence, and we're going to acknowledge and commit and dedicate these people um, so that they will know we are very much, as much as anyone, part of kingdom ministry. Yeah, so thanks for letting us do some work today, <laughs> this morning. You you help us do that, and we'll see you next week on the True Face Podcast. See ya. See ya.